The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our first reading for the fifth Sunday in Lent, and it's a very familiar one, Jeremiah 31. Uh, This is the one that we have on Reformation Sunday, and it's this hearkening back to God's transformation of his own covenant, in which all throughout the scriptures, God makes a covenant. He makes a contract. He makes a promise with his people. He does it with Abraham. He does it with Noah. He does it with David. He does it with so many others. And you find that it always ends up being one-sided. It always ends up being God making the covenant, making the promise, and we do nothing. And in fact, here in Jeremiah 31, you have God making a new covenant because we broke the other one. The other covenant was to hear the law and keep it and live, and we don't do that. The other covenant was to love the Lord your God with all of your self, with everything, and to love your neighbor, and we don't do that. And so it here it is here that God talks about a new covenant that he's going to make with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And he says that it's, it's one that, that will not be like the one that was broken before when, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt and said, I'm going to be your God and you will be my people. And we normally decided uh, as the people of God to say, no, we don't want you. We want some other, some other God. And so he decides to make this new covenant. And I, and I love this line in verse 32, though I was their husband, though they had no other husband, though you have no other uh, beloved other than God, you know, yeah, I'm married, so I have a beloved, but, but no other beloved God other than this God for whom we are to worship, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the God that, that made himself known in Jesus Christ as the incarnate word who gives to us a spirit, this one who is our husband, who is our, our beloved, our master, our Lord. Even though we break this covenant, we decide to adulterate ourselves, whatever the word might be, uh, to become a philanderer to go after these other gods. He still holds firm to us, dedicated to us. And then he says, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. The law comes to us and it's put upon us. It's put in our hearts that we might know our own sin, might know our own failings our own need for God, that we need this covenant, we need this promise. If for any other reason, we need it because we need God to be our God and we need to be his people because all the other gods that we put forward for ourselves fail us. And that we need to get get to that point where no longer do we have to teach anyone about this God, but they will know because it's just... the, the. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, 
for they shall all know me. All meaning everyone. That includes you. That includes me. That includes your neighbor. But they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. That God is coming to you. He's coming to you in his word right now this morning as you're hearing this, or this evening, afternoon, whenever you're hearing this, seeing this. He's coming to you in his word with his promise that you will know him. You will either know him in good or bad, as we do confess quite often that Christ will come back to judge both the living and the dead, that there will be judgment. And we will either know him as the Lord that we have denied, the Lord that, that, that we continue to turn our backs on, or the Lord that's captured us by his heart, by his word, to be his. And yet here, the amazing thing is that all of that to know the Lord is wrapped up in forgiveness, in the forgiveness of sin, in the forgiveness of our waywardness, the forgiveness of our lack of love. That is what God does. And we hold to that. And, and, and we trust him to be true in that. We, we, we pray that as he does that, as our, as our prayer of the day says for this coming Sunday, that we, that we want the fruits of the Spirit there. We want to be strengthened by them. Well, we want to be strengthened by this new covenant given to us. This covenant in which the Spirit makes his home in and amongst us. That we might be God's people and God might be ours. Let us pray. O God, with steadfast love, you draw us to yourself, and in mercy you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through life and death we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.